You know, a big part of this podcast is introducing people to other human beings that I just really enjoy having long-term relationships with. And, you know, there's a significant portion of new people that we're all getting to meet and learning their stories. And again, this is a podcast about storytelling and learning about each other. I'm pretty happy that on this episode that you guys get to hear from uh, someone who I've met, I think last year, Amanda Gale. And we've had a continuous networking relationship over that time, introducing people to each other and uh, just being a point of reference uh, for goodness and caring about each other. Amanda's doing some uh, really amazing things in the financial world and helping people get financially fit and also with her martial arts gym that she has in Arizona. And I think you guys are going to enjoy our conversation. Uh, There are a few little glitches there that we've had to work through technically, but overall I think you're going to really enjoy what we talked about. Besides what she's doing, it's really a talk about networking and about the creation of relationships with others through networking and not being afraid to just have the conversation. You know, we're in an environment where people are constantly trying to be social with each other, but they really don't know how to do it. And hopefully the work that we're doing together and and networking and with other people is helping other people connect and feel more natural in their conversations with each other. So I think you guys are going to enjoy the conversation that I had with Miss Amanda Gale. Okay, looky we, there. We made it. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. I don't know. Sometimes like people would get right into it and sometimes it's it acts a little bit weird, but that's okay. Yeah. We we made it work. We're here. Made it work. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. You know what's funny, Amanda? I feel like we catch up with each other here and there throughout texting throughout the year or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've, you've been able to connect me with some amazing people and it's just really cool how you've created that. I think it's amazing. Well, I like to, I like to meet people and I like to nurture that network of people that I meet. So, you know, I have this big list of people. And so I like, like just to check in with people. And then I think, Oh, maybe this person will like speaking to this person, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think there's some magic there. Like you're, you're definitely, you know, one of the connectors in this world <laughs> that connects the right people when they need to be. So I, I think there's some magic. Hopefully, you know, it's funny. I don't often hear what happens after the connections occur and, and that's fine you know it's just uh just gets put out there and uh uh-huh. i feel like but there's a lot of positive things happening so i'm, I'm always i always feel good about that mm-hmm. yeah because i mean just to fill you in a little bit from my experience is i connected with somebody who i was able to connect to someone else so it was just kind of like a chain reaction and it was much needed like at the time um for that person so i was like wow this is pretty amazing it's incredible how what happens if we just talk to each other mm-hmm. and have these yeah. conversations. That was the, you know, people will ask me like, you know, is this like a new business venture for you with podcasts or why are you doing this? I'm like, it's because I like talking to people. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It's just another way 
to uh, another level of my networking with people. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's big about, you know, relationship building too, because, you know, from my past experiences, I wasn't really connected with people. Like I would have, you know, quick conversations here and there, but I never really got that connection where I felt like, oh, I can reach out anytime and talk to them Mm -hmm. about anything. Um, So I feel like as humans, just like getting older and everything, you know, most of our connections are just, you know, within the household with our kids and our family, not with outside people. Totally agree. Actually, that's something my wife and I discussed a couple of days ago. And I think, you know, over the time, you know, it seems easier to build relationships, friendships, especially of convenience when you're in your 20s or so or even younger. You're just, you know, you're out there. You may be in these environments, let's say college, where it's just all these people in the same place. And you're all kind of doing a very similar thing. And then once you get older, you become very focused on your family life. And you kind of like, okay, well, this is my whirlwind. This is my experience. I'm going to stay in that instead of going outside of it. Mm-hmm. And when, but people need each other. People need to have those connections with each other. And so as I've gotten older, I felt a tremendous uh, heart for helping other people experience that with each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And even teaching our kids, I, you know, we're right now we're traveling all the way from Arizona to Atlanta instead of getting mm-hmm. in an airplane and flying like we're on a road trip and it's been yeah. so amazing just with my little ones connecting with people as we go too, like having conversations and talking to people like in the lobbies of the hotels and, and yep. things like that. I think I think it's really cool to be able to teach them those social skills a lot younger. Totally true. Actually, my daughter was uh, she's eight and she is always around me and stuff. And so we were we were uh, going to the gym the other day and she's talking to this guy. She's like, hey, how you doing today? And he was like, what? <laughs> he was like, <laughs> oh, thank you. He didn't really, he was like, huh? You know, he's not used to that. But for her, uh-huh. she sees me doing that all the time with people. So they just pick up on it, you know. They do. And my, my yeah, well, no, my middle one, I have four boys, but my four-year-old, he was talking to somebody out in public one day. He like yelled at him. He's like, hi. Hi guy, hi guy. Like he's like yelling at him, and this guy didn't say anything back. And he looked at me, mom, and he was like, "Mom, you know, I don't think that guy can talk." And I was like, "No, I don't. I think he's just kind of shocked that this little kid is trying to have a conversation or saying hi." And he's like, "He doesn't know what to do." It's funny because I was also having a conversation about networking like a child, because children are fearless in many ways. They go up to somebody, "Will you be my friend?" You know, let's play together. They develop these very quick relationships with each other, uh, these kind of micro relationships uh, on the playground. And adults uh, are very, have a very difficult time developing that. There's all these walls and kind of preconceived notions that people have about each other that you have to like fight through. And children are like, let's just keep it simple. Do you want to play with me or not? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. But it's that rejection that we've had, you know, along the way that kind of puts up those walls and those barriers. Um, But, you know, with with little kids, it's like, okay, next, you know, I'll I'll go play over here. (laughs) I'm moving it on, keeping it moving, you know. (laughs) Well, tell me about, you know, how has, maybe it has and maybe it has, but how has kind of rejection shaped your life? Well, that's, that's some of the barriers and walls that I've had to break down and learn from. Um, you know, it, it kind of came to a point in my life where 
I knew that I wanted more. I wanted to build bigger companies. I wanted to help more people. And I realized, well, if I don't let down my walls and my barriers, I will never be able to do that. Right. Um, and there, I had a lot of rejection. I mean, I grew up in, you know, going to a new school every single year for the majority of my life. And then I got into like the modeling career. So, I mean, I was going to casting calls, getting rejected all the time. Um, you know, rejection from that rejection from boys and school and, you know, just every, you know, here and there. So it did shape my life to the point where I, I did not connect with people very well. Um, and I, I knew that I had to make some changes. So, you know, I kind of live on that um, theory of, you know, you just love, just love people no matter what. And, you know, it, don't let that stop you from building trust and connections with people along the way, because you might miss out on an amazing connection with somebody and an amazing friendship. Um, so it, it was a process for me. Yeah, no, it's thank you for sharing that. I think uh, rejection is very, very difficult for so many of us. You know, it's the idea of putting yourself out there and then will they, you know, connect with me or will they not? They say no. How will I take that? And in rejection shapes a lot of people's future behaviors or present behaviors um, and past rejection shaping people's current behaviors for that. How have you seen that in your work with people? I know you're working, you know, with people financially and also with exercise. How have you seen that manifest itself? Yeah, well, you know, with people individually, when I sit down and work with either families or individuals, you know, when we talk about finances or when we talk about health and even financial health, um, there's, you know, those walls and those barriers right there just because it's the trust. And it's, you know, also the the rejection of, okay, you know, is, is she going to do what's what's best for me or what's right for me and my family? So. It's like one of the things that a lot of people like the manifestation of rejection in the past of their life. And it's that commitment as well. Like, okay, am I going to commit to better habits? Am I going to commit to doing something different? Um, and, and I do see that. And that's just something I feel like, you know, you, you have to work through. And as a professional, you know, we have to make sure that we're building that trust and we're showing how much we really do care you know, about each person that I sit down with and each family that I sit down with, because there, there is that track record of, you know, rejection and, um, you know, trust that comes up when we sit down together. Right. What's the hardest thing about working with families and their finances? <laughs> the hardest thing is most of the time they don't talk about mm. it. And when we do sit down and talk about it, Sometimes it opens yes. a can of worms. Yes, yes. <laughs> so the families themselves maybe are not having that discussion, and all of a sudden maybe they're having that first discussion with you, maybe. Yeah, that can be explosive. It, you know what? It, it is sometimes because you, you'll you have a conversation with the wife, and she has this different idea of what she wants in the future mm -hmm. than the husband does, and then here I am trying to <laughs> figure out, okay, how can we – compromise and get to where you guys both want to go. Right. Why do you think they're not talking about it to each other? Um, honestly, I think it's just one of those things that out of sight, out of mind, we'll worry about it when we get there or we'll worry about it when something bad happens. And I think that's just human nature. Um, you know, most of the time we're not even brought up 
around talking mm-hmm. about money. Um, and even, you know, wealthy families. And I've had some of these conversations even with, um, you know, single women or single men that, you know, they grew up in a wealthy family and they said that their parents just never talked about it. So they don't know any of the habits or anything that they really did to save money and to become wealthy because they just never, never had that discussion. Um, and I, I feel like we're, we're now in a day and age where people are more open to talk about things. Um, but it is still a struggle and it still is something out of sight, out of mind. Um, you know, everybody thinks that, you know, the same concepts are going to get them to, you know, their mm-hmm. future wealth, but then something bad happens. It's like, Oh no, now what do I do now? Try to figure it out and scramble for extra money or whatever. Right. It almost seems like money is one of those things for people. It's almost taboo to talk about to other people that they feel like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, how much a person makes or what they've saved and, you know, expenses and all of that. What do you think the sensitivity is behind that? I think there's also a lot mm-hmm. of shame there too, because some people, um, they want to portray a lifestyle. Mm. They want to be seen as successful. And many times when I sit down and we go over the numbers, you know, they, from the outside looking in, you know, they're, they're embarrassed because when we get down and I I always call it getting naked Mm -hmm. with your finances, because when we, when we get naked, we're vulnerable and it's uncomfortable. Um, and many times it's not what it looks like from the outside. You know, we were talking about like people and their money and the sensitivity and kind of putting on fronts about what you have and don't have. And I think it's, it's kind of like when people like employers don't list, like, you know, how much a job, you know, the, the pay is and stuff like that. And it's like all in regular life you see, nobody talks about what they make, but then like professional athletes, everybody knows what they make. It's so weird to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just the same thing. Like sometimes people think that, oh, okay, you're, you know, in financial services or you're a personal trainer or you're an athlete, everything's perfect. Like you, that's the life that you live. And it's like, no, we all have our own struggles yeah. too. You know, just because you're a fitness trainer doesn't mean that you don't want to eat you know, a dozen <laughs> donuts. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've done that before. I know lie, man. I've definitely eaten like, a, I mean, it's been like well over 10 years, but I'm not going to lie. I definitely attacked some donuts in the past, man. Right? Yeah, me too. Me I too. mean, I've you know what? There. I When I was in high school, I, don't, I haven't told this to really anybody. It was pretty funny. When I was in high school, I used to love to go to Popeye's Chicken all the time. And I uh-huh. used to love the biscuits there. And I just remember one time when I was like a senior for lunch, I drove off of the school campus and I went and got like a 12 pack of biscuits and I ate the entire thing, 12 biscuits. Yeah. Like, the, I mean, I was like, I can't get enough of these biscuits. They're incredible. You know, <laughs> but then you were satisfied. Yeah, it was good. I don't actually, I don't think I ever did that again. Honestly, I was like, I just needed to do it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's just like the Halloween candy. Did you ever eat like as much Halloween candy? Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? I I never been a big Halloween person. Like when I was a kid, I did eat the candy. But like when I was like 10 or 11, I was like, I'm kind of done with this. I was like, (laughs) I don't want, I don't like candy to this day. I'm like, I just, uh, it's not my thing. I don't know. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I have a sweet yeah, tooth. Yeah, I have it for ice cream. I mean, I'll crush <laughs> yeah. some ice cream, man. You know, it's a big deal for me. You know, bread pudding, all this stuff. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I love it. Our, our guilty yeah. pleasure. Yeah, well, it's just right? funny, like, being in, um, you know, the fitness business, health and wellness, is there's all these perceptions of kind of like what you should be when you're in the business and how you should eat how you should project yourself. And uh, I think it's kind of the whole wellness craze going on with, uh, I don't know, if you could speak upon that, what you've seen with that in your point of view. Yeah, well, the, you know, the wellness and the fitness world, um, you know, since I've been there for so long, um, I just kind of got sick and tired of it. I just felt like there was so much misconceptions, you know, even trainers trying to outdo each other. And and I just thought, you know what? we're all on the same mission. <laughs> it's just every, everyone has like different little strategies, different, you know, things that they do. And that's okay. Cause we're all just here to get healthy and live a better lifestyle and feel good. It's not always about looking a certain way and because eventually we're all going to get old. So, you know, I, yeah. I just kind of got tired of that world. It seemed a little Hollywood for me. Um, and it, it seems like with social media, it's getting, you know, I think there's just a time right. we're going to have a tilt and everybody's just going to want to become I think actually I think that's I, really I think it's definitely like starting happen. to push in that direction. Um because it's just so so much um of this life of and I was talking on my podcast a different one that I had about everybody's projecting this life of happiness all the time. Um having all these I'm going on these amazing vacations. I'm always happy mm-hmm. and that's not normal human the normal human experience. There's sadness, you know, there's anger, there's, there's happiness, there's joy, there's failure, mm-hmm. you know, there's mm-hmm. a variety of things, but to portray that you're always having a good time is disingen- disingenuous in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that, you know, we're here, we're human because we want to have those feelings and those emotions <laughs> for one thing. And, and it's okay. It's okay to be mad or sad or irritated. I mean, the majority we should yeah, learn how to be happy. Yeah, it's just part of existence. All of those things and, too. and a lot of those things, you wouldn't have determination and perseverance and resilience without failure, and or picking yourself back up on those things. You know, so I think we just have to embrace those concepts and those parts of our being that maybe sometimes we try to deny. Like, why am I not happy? Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes you're just not happy. That's just how it is some days, you know, that's life. It's okay. It's totally okay. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, but I think our, our technology and our connections to yeah, and that's okay. technology have really <laughs> created this really interesting world we're living in where we're, we're so connected to so many people, but they were also not at the same time to take advantage of technology. Um, I think that, you know, if we take advantage of it, we really can use it. Um, but I do find, you know, with, you know, families, whenever I sit down and we, we go through finances, some people are uncomfortable with jumping on and doing like a a virtual meeting. Um, however, Hmm. even if you offer to do something with them in person, it's almost like it's a little bit harder for them to get there to those appointments. 
So if you can take advantage of technology and say you can stay in your comfort of your own home, it's it doesn't matter if it's, you know, the technology right. or the in-person, they try to avoid it at all costs until they feel like, okay, enough is enough. You know, I'm ready to do something about this. And, and that's different for everybody, but... You know, in the technology mm-hmm. yep. world and the, you know, disconnect, I, I feel like most people want to text. I talk on the phone <laughs> a lot. And, you know, you and I both, I think, are, are similar to that. Um, <laughs> and But, you know, some people won't answer their phone. Funny you mentioned, like, chamber events and things of that nature because... Um, probably a good 10 years ago, I, you know, in Las Vegas, I was doing that. I was going to those events and I never found them. I never found them to be very helpful because it was almost this weird, like people were just selling their business to you. You know, you're passing out these business cards and stuff and it just felt, it just didn't feel genuine to me. And I've had much more Mm -hmm. success through, um, you know, chatting with people just randomly or, just through the um, through things like LinkedIn and just building relationships through that way, I'm sure there's people who have had lots of success with those options. Those other work so well for me uh, with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think it's a it, there's it's just one of those things. People are very they have a hard time with networking because we're social creatures, but we are really mystified on how to talk to each other at the same mm-hmm. time you know yeah just getting out there and doing it i mean of course you know the first few times you talk to somebody it's kind of awkward i i went through that phase i was like what do i say right. how do i come up with a cover like what <laughs> <laughs> and and i just i follow you know i just want to know about your family i want to know what do you do you know tell me about what do you do for fun like i just want to get to know you and then many times it's yep. like okay well let's let's connect from there like social media i can like follow you and get to know you a little bit more and then you know that's really how i turn a stranger into a friend <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and i think sometimes we get caught up on okay what's the return on investment of these relationships like on a financial sense or what are we going to do for each mm-hmm. other and I, I never look at it that way. I was like, just trying to meet mm-hmm. people. And the magic is in meeting people and then nurturing those relationships. And, you know, it may just always be just another kind person to have in your life. And I've said this before, and people listen, it's like, I mean, it's not a bad thing to have a lot of people who love and care about mm-hmm. you. I mean, I never heard somebody go, I have too many people that love me. <laughs> you know, I just like, I'm just, I'm just drowning in good people. Like, right. you know. <laughs> I never heard anybody say that, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's like a weird comment. Like I never heard anybody say it because I don't think, I think that if you can have goodness in your life regularly, then you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Mm -hmm. I think to be around a lot of really wonderful people and maybe even sometimes you do business with that person, maybe, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times it's just, it's just wonderful connections Mm -hmm. with people. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do business, awesome. You know, if not, it's okay. (laughs) It's so totally okay. You know, you can't conquer everything in the world. I mean, you know, and I think sometimes it's, I run into people and this happens to me on LinkedIn, not as much because I think I've put out kind of my message enough that I, I'm not trying, don't solicit Mm -hmm. me about your business. 
but every once in a while somebody comes through they message me and it's like hey you want to do this want to look at this check this video out and stuff and i'm always like um no mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm like i i really appreciate you reaching out to me but that's not my purpose mm-hmm. you know i just i want to get to know who you are and then maybe i'll think about the other stuff mm-hmm. you're into mm-hmm. you know yep absolutely absolutely so it can be strange you know when and I think that's what I've heard from a lot of people is that they get solicited all the time. And that solicitation is what turns them off to networking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. generally. Yep. Have you experienced that Absolutely. with people? Absolutely. You know, every week. And that's sometimes why, like, I, I don't go on to LinkedIn all too often um, is because mm-hmm. my, my inbox will be full of solicitations. Um, and right. you know, sometimes I'll just go in there and I'll play a little bit and I'll, you know, I'll, get, I'll say, <laughs> Hey, well, tell me about yourself or I'll go and I'll look on their profile and, and I'll, you know, I'll just mm-hmm. ask them a few questions and see if I can get to really know them a little bit more than, you know, what they're trying to right. sell me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, um, it's just an interesting world we're in with that because it's everybody's it feels like this rat race everybody's trying to get ahead trying to do something to differentiate themselves for that and there's almost this complex just how do i become more than myself mm-hmm. and i think sometimes people when you realize you're good enough who you are and you know just occupy the space that you like to be in and and just let it grow organically you know do the work but you know, also just, just be genuine. Don't try to be something you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that can be a journey and a path that takes some time to learn as well. Um, nah. Absolutely. I definitely think so. I mean, it's been something that, you know, my networking journey is I've had developed it over a good, you know, 12 to 15 years of just, all right, what's my voice? How do I want to come across to people? And I don't want to come across a very genuine who I am as a person more than what I am as my job. And I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people, at least what I've seen are very defined by the profession they're in. And, you know, that's, that's really what we have to remember is, you know, who are we? Not with any of the things that we have. Right. Never go to like a networking meeting. And, you know, I always like kind of think about it now. Like when you say like, what do you do? That's what people ask, you know, like, what do you do? And, and like, I mean, I don't really go to any of those meetings anymore, but if I was going to them now, I'd be like, uh, what do I do? I mean, I do a lot of things, you know, I like to cook. <laughs> I like to listen to music. What do you mean? What do I do? <laughs> you know, like I know, I know everybody's th- uh-huh. the expectation is what do you do for a living? But I kind of like that. We're like, why do we always say that to each other? Well, what do you do? That's kind of the icebreaker intro. What do you do? You know, like, I don't know. Why, why do we <laughs> say that to each other? And I want to be like, listen, what do you do for a living? Or, hey, what, you know, what, what do you enjoy about, you know, what you do for a living? You know, it's just the phrasing a little differently. You know, like, hey, what do you do? What do you do? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, what do you do? Yeah, what are you, what doing? you doing? I'm like, what is this? It's so like blunt, like, and and like weird, uh-huh. honestly. Yeah, you know. And then everybody gives their like two minute spiel about the yeah. job they do, and what into that. And I don't know. It doesn't necessarily tell me much because there's a lot of people doing things they hate. Yeah. 
Exactly. Exactly. And, and it, it becomes more of like trying to impress you yeah. of what it is that you do. And, and, and I, I like the unique questions more of like, okay, what's on your bucket yeah. list? What have you not done yet? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me well, about once that. Once you, you know, you start diving deep with people. And I love that. I like getting deeper with people, having conversations. I was, I was on a phone call with a gentleman last week. Awesome dude. Uh, Hayes Estes. Great guy. He's in Florida, and he was like, well, I don't mean to get too deep with you. I'm like, no, 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 don't say that. You can get as deep as you want with me. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'd much rather have that than us exchange pleasantries this whole time. Uh, I'm not going to learn anything about Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. from this very surfacey conversation that everybody has with each other, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and when you really get to know somebody, you really do care about them. Like you get to really go deep and really care about who they are, and you remember yeah. who they are. And and that's one thing that I I loved about our conversation that we had the very first time that we jumped on the phone together was I felt like I really had like this idea. Yeah. I remember you telling me where you were living, and all I could see <laughs> was like these green trees around. I could like envision yep. like where you live and. And it was like it was it was really neat to to have that conversation. It was a, a breath of fresh Great. air, to be honest. Um, and and those connections you you're definitely memorable, Amanda, way. for sure. And uh, that's why I try to you know for people <laughs> listening. I think one of the the beautiful things we've developed is uh, Amanda and I send each other people to meet on a, a semi regular basis. I would say, mm-hmm. and I think it's really neat. It's mm-hmm. it's the remembering. It's like hey. I have somebody that I think you would enjoy speaking with. And I think we do that with each other. And that's a great networking relationship building technique. It's just to connect. You know, you're having this conversation between these two people and then you just create branches from that conversation and just remember, remember them. Mm -hmm. Say, Hey Mm -hmm. man, I talked to somebody. I bet you guys would enjoy speaking with each other as well. And Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. There's actually another gentleman that you introduced me to and we've become like Facebook friends, Instagram, like (laughs) we're always chatting back and forth saying, Hey, how's your day? Isn't that amazing? And and I love that. I think that that it is. That's the best. I mean, again, if it's another quality person in your life, that's really just caring about you. And another quality person that's just saying, Hey, how's it going today? I mean, that's special. Mm-hmm. It really is. So I think, you know, one of your biggest techniques is really just spending time remembering somebody, thinking about them. I mean, it doesn't have to be all the time, you know, but just say, hey, I was mm-hmm. I was thinking about you and I thought this person would really enjoy speaking with you and having some time with you on the phone. And it just mm-hmm. creates this this momentum. And that was a big part of my podcast. And actually, I. I think I mentioned this on all of my podcasts now because it's just kind of a rallying cry is all of my podcast guests, I'm going to invite them to come up and visit with me up here in Blaine next summer. That's wonderful. That would be and so- just like a time like, wouldn't that be awesome? That would be so cool because you know, like some of us have all connected. Yeah. We've either, we've either had phone calls together or said hi or... 
cross paths one way or another. Yeah. I just thought, you know, one of my uh, guests, uh, Michelle Zellner, she was like, you need to have a big event. And like, just like in the summer next year or something, just invite people up and they could come out and make it a vacation for themselves or something. And then we could all, all the guests could get together and just speak to each other and, and talk in person and just really strengthen our bonds. I was like, done. We definitely got to do that. You know? <laughs> I love that. I think that's you know, incredible. Maybe not everybody could come, but, you know, at least you put it out there. You never know unless you put it out there. Mm-hmm. You know? It could be an annual thing. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. Like, oh, man, all these guests, they come through. I mean, it's, it's going to grow to be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, to come up to the Pacific Northwest and in the summertime, it's just unbelievably beautiful and hang out on the beach and chat with each other and just have a good time. You know, mm-hmm. oh, I think that's amazing. See, I'm telling you, you're creating something magical. I like that magical term. Mm-hmm. I like that. and well it's part of like growing something right it's like okay what's the next step of growing this thing and maybe it's just getting these group of people who have had this common experience being on the podcast meet each other Mm -hmm. and then who knows what that will lead to what explosion Mm -hmm. that could lead to you know I don't know you never know (laughs) you never know That's, that's the great thing about life is you meet people you don't know what what role they're going to play in your life. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there may be a more significant role you and I are going to play in each other's lives. How do I know that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't. But uh, I'm willing to explore it. I'm willing to say, oh, Amanda, I want her to be on the podcast. Hey, introduce you to people. All it's doing is just strengthening our bond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know what that leads to. Maybe it leads to just what we're doing currently. And maybe it needs, leads to something we have no clue what mm-hmm. it's going to be. Yep. Yeah, and that, that's why connecting and, and networking differently, I think, is going to play huge roles in people's lives in the future. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think whether it's your business or whether it's just personally, it's really good to just put yourself out there, mm-hmm. spend the time learning about other people and just seeing where it lands. Mm-hmm. Just seeing where it lands. It doesn't have to always land where you want it to be. You think you want it to be. I'm going to get five new leads of business from all these people. I always urge people, just don't think about it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just just connect for connection's sake and see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. I love it. And then, and then once you do that, you know, it's just there's been so much magic that has happened through all of this, all of my connections throughout the years, people connecting together. You know, I've had people who are like, they have gone through a divorce at the same time and they've been each other's kind of divorce buddy, mm-hmm. you know, talking to each other at night on the phone, comforting each other, all from just these connections, mm-hmm. stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. It really is. It really is. And it's on such a bigger level, bigger scale of, you know, having people all over the, the world, all over the U.S. connecting. Uh, you know, one of the things that I, I did at my gym was I started connecting people in fitness classes Hmm. and that bonded some of the most beautiful friendships 
and I just thought, wow. And they were so uncomfortable doing it too, which is, <laughs> which is really cool to see, you know, what happens like every year. Now they get together like for Christmas, I'll have like a little get together or like birthdays. They'll have like mimosas all together. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. But they talk about, I remember Amanda, when you put us in a group together and I was like, I don't know these ladies. I don't want to work out with them. And, yeah. like, and now look at you guys now. You're like best friends forever. <laughs> yeah, you just you kind of matchmaking on some level mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. it. It's it's really neat uh, that you're doing that. That's really cool. And I mean, you exemplify that, Amanda. You, I think, is one of the reasons I like sending people your way, is because I know they're going to have a very honest, very open, and kind conversation that'll just to be about who they are as people. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank yeah, you so of much. course. I think about you. You're at the top of my list of people. And I, hopefully that that shows and that, you know, when I'm sending people your way uh, that, you know, I really feel that you're somebody that is very valuable to me and my network. And um, I think for anybody listening, it's not like Amanda and I are doing any business. We're not doing any business. Mm-hmm. We're literally just chatting and connecting with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the misnomer is that maybe people think, oh, you know, you got all these connections. Like, how are you funneling this into your business? I'm not mm-hmm. funneling it into my business. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm I'm helping other humans be more human mm-hmm. with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. And and I think that that's such an important exercise for people to do is just get on the phone like how how you're doing right now because that can just help build your social skills and yes. your connection skills too. I agree. It's it's like anything. It's repetitions. You know. It's Hey, we're going to, we had another phone call. It's another rep. And then another phone call. It's another rep. And you're, you're sharpening the blade of your conversational skills mm-hmm. with other people, mm-hmm. which is incredibly important. And especially, I think, as we know, as our younger generation, uh, you know, uh, they're so into their phones and things of that nature that they're not always learning how to have meaningful conversations with other people. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're almost teaching it. In my in many ways, for me, I'm kind of like, okay, I want to teach this. I want to keep that going because I, I think it's a tradition that is worth saving, and it's it will last forever. It's not like something that's antiquated. Talking to people is not antiquated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> it's just something you you should do. It's a tremendous skill to have, and and in business, and and more importantly, in in life with your significant other you know with your children with your friends it's an incredibly critical uh, skill to have absolutely i agree yes amanda you're amazing thank you for taking the time to speak with me today and just chat it's just good to catch up with you you too you too i think this is wonderful and I'm, i'm really thankful for the connection that we have been able to you know, marinate over time as well. And uh, I just really look forward to seeing, you know, all of the, the things that you're doing. I love to follow you on on Thanks. LinkedIn there and seeing that you're doing this podcast now and hearing the stories of all the people that you're interviewing. I think it's really, really cool. And I'm, I'm so excited to be part of this too. Thank you so much. Well, uh, we will certainly be in contact, I'm sure, fairly soon down the line. But uh, thank you again, Amanda. Thank you. Enjoy your trip. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. (laughs) Bye.